welcome back. And if you're new here, hey, hey, uh. <laughs> Okay, if you tuned in last week, I asked Anna questions about her health, you know, a little mental health check-in. I'm going to let Anna introduce this week's topic of discussion because it was her idea, even though she had no idea what it meant, but that's fine. <laughs> okay, this week, we're diving into the topic of self-sabotage, which uh, Anna had to tell me the definition of. <laughs> Um, but we're going to talk about a few steps that you can take to improve your confidence. It's okay. I didn't know what it was. I had to Google it. Anyways, I know you missed it last week, so shut up and listen, because this is Practice What You Preach. Before I forget, I just wanted to add a few things before we get started. Um, I really recommend listening to last week's episode because we covered some pretty big topics and we got like really deep with each other. Um, I know this isn't a YouTube channel, but I'll list a few of the resources that'll help like in the description. Um, it's also listed in last week's episode's description as well, so you should really check them out if you struggle with your health. Again, I just want to say we are college students and not professionals, so I would definitely check out those links if I were you. Um, even if you don't think you need them, there's no harm in looking at them and they could end up being really beneficial. Yeah, so for this week, Anna and I wanted to try something a little different. Uh, we've invited our very first guest to our podcast. Um, since our podcast is all about hearing experiences from a different perspective, I've invited my roommate, Sarah, who also grew up in a different environment, has a different background than us, and so obviously a different perspective. Hey, my name is Sarah. Um, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. I go to Gordon College with Anna. We're roommates, actually. Um, I'm a junior psychology and kinesiology major. And an interesting fact about me would be that I have a twin brother, but also that I have five other siblings. Shout out to the Bernadowitz family. Um, <laughs> okay, so for, for those of you that don't know what self-sabotage is, like, us um behaviors are thought patterns that hold you back and prevent you from doing what you want to do or it prevents you from reaching achieving long-term goals so even if like you don't know what it is it could be it definitely is something that you could struggle with like for us um i think the the topic of self-sabotage is such an important topic to talk about because it's something a lot of people struggle with like i just said um I'm not going to speak for Anna and Sarah but it's something that i've struggled with and have struggled with for a really long time Okay, let's get into the types of self-sabotage. Do you want to list them off for everyone first, or should we just go for it and do one by one? Um, We can, like, give, ex I think giving examples, like, just doing the list before we started, just so people have an idea of, like. Yeah, okay. Um. So on here, we put procrastination perfectionism, overindulgence, which can come in a, overindulging in a lot of things, self-criticism, which includes self-deprecating uh, self humor. And I feel like that's really normalized in our generation. Then we have isolation. The pandemic doesn't help there. Mm -hmm. Overworking um, and intimacy or commitment issues. And then finally, denial, like denial of reality. Yeah, okay, so I wanted to start talking about uh, procrastination because this is definitely 
the one that I do the most. Um, I get so overwhelmed with all the things going on in my life that I begin to just push important things back, whether that's assignments, important meetings, appointments, paperwork, and it certainly doesn't help that I have ADHD, so it makes it a lot worse. Yeah. I feel like I don't struggle with this one as much. What about you, Sarah? I feel like I moderately procrastinate. It depends on the assignment. Like, if it's a more <laughs> difficult one, I push it off. But if it's something easy, I usually try to get it done right away. So I feel like I'm more yeah. in the middle. Yes, and also, procrastination can definitely be a result of, like, other things. Like Anna said, it's her ADHD. Or it could be, like, you're depressed and you're not able to mm-hmm. motivate yourself to focus and get your work done. And I feel like that's not... You can't really blame that on procrastination. Like, yeah. you have to get the source of it first. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So, when... When I do actually do those assignments that I push off for so long, I tend to want to make sure they're absolutely perfect. So the next point over perfectionism, um, where it could be you have to succeed at everything. The littlest bit of failure is bad and everything has to be perfect no matter what it is. So like for me, for those assignments, if I don't have the correct words, grammar, spelling, which are just little things, but like even if like, I just have to make sure that it's absolutely perfect or with literally anything, whether it's my room, my assignments, my conversations with people. (laughs) Yeah, I think this one also manifests itself um, in your relationships. Not you, but like people, perfectionists in general, like I'm a perfectionist. And it leads to me wanting to control um, little aspects of things. Like if we're working on a group project... Me as a perfectionist, I'm like, it has to go my way. Mm, and like, yeah. Mm-hmm. The perfectionist mindset kind of is like, my way is like, right. And it has to be done to a T kind of thing. And to be honest, um, I don't, I don't know how you like beat this one. Like, I don't know good tips on how to not be a perfectionist other than like constantly reiterating that it's perfection isn't attainable. Yeah to anyone like you have to yeah Yeah. acknowledge reality obviously Um, there there are certain things where like it's okay for them to like have that level of like perfection I don't want to say that but like you know what I mean like yeah you should put you should put uh like you should do things wholeheartedly I think that's what I mean but the outcome the outcome of it is out of your control so maybe like a good solution for this would not would be not stressing about the outcome if you know that you've Mm -hmm. put hard work into it like don't get upset if you get a c on a project if you know you did your best yeah i i definitely think like it's it's 100 about the effort and the hard work that you put into it Mm -hmm. and a lot of times i have to remind myself on that especially like in high school I, i took a lot of art classes and and i hated when professors would like grade my art and I just had to be okay like I'm my like biggest critic critic so I had to just be okay with like sometimes failure is, is okay and failure doesn't define us it should refine us Ooh, yeah okay. thank you also so, I think like really quickly to bring it back to why this is self-sabotage because a lot of people don't think it is self-sabotage it's like it kind of an, it keeps you from enjoying the process of things. Mm, yeah. It keeps you from ever being fully satisfied. And I think that's why it's self-sabotage. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. People, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like a big symptom, you could say, of overperfectionism is, like, depression. Because, like, knowing you're yeah. not good enough, not meeting up to the standards. Oh, yeah. Leads you to be right. more depressed. 
So it which just leads like, to other. So it does. So it leads to other forms of like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So a- another point would be overindulgence, which um, I know I struggle with a little bit. It's not like overpowering, but like, um, I, so one point of overindulgence is a lot of people uh, turn to drugs and alcohol and like, you know, alcoholism, you know, whatever. But like, I don't really struggle with drugs and alcohol, but I do struggle with self-medicating. Before I was put on ADHD medicine, this was something I, I did a lot. And it actually made it worse. Um, it made my anxiety a lot worse. And I like had more panic attacks and stuff like that. But um, I was self-medicating with various pills all over the counter, not like legal nar- narcotics. Like I was more like like pain medication. Like if, I don't know, I like used it as a placebo, if that made sense. Um, my doctor also told me that I was self-medicating with coffee, which was really weird to me. Um, apparently like, ADHD medicine has caffeine in it so like for people who have ADHD that caffeine calms them down rather than like makes them hyper which also I don't understand but coffee also did the same for me so I felt more tired after drinking coffee yeah yeah when I overindulge I talked about this last week in our episode um so I binge eat and I and I'm like it's very much overindulgence because I feel sick. It's like, I'm not eating a healthy, normal amount of food. And I do it. I binge eat. It's like an emotional thing. I do it when I'm anxious. I do it when I feel bad about myself. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's what it looks like to me. And I feel like that one's less, um, visible because people see you eating and think like, okay, that's normal. That's not like a drug or something. So, yeah. Um, what yeah. about you, Sarah? Um, you I feel anything? like I feel like with stress eating, I definitely do a mix of over and under eating. Like I feel like there's days where I'll just eat a ton because food makes me happy. Um, but yeah, then, same, same. but then I feel horrible about myself, and then I'm like, shoot, I'm fat, and then I start under eating and starving myself. So it's just a cycle. Yeah, it's it is a cycle. It's a cycle. I think you can argue that for probably any of these like self sabotage. Mm-hmm forms yeah for sure um like Anna says I um I talked a little bit we talked a little bit about our eating disorders last week but um stress is also a huge contributing factor in in mine specifically I don't know about theirs but like I first developed Mm -hmm. it in middle school um I was dieting a lot for track and 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 soon I just like stopped eating because I liked the results which wasn't that healthy um at all but uh Mm -hmm. then I got injured and and I began overeating everything because I was so stressed about like not being able to go back to track or like when I did go back I wouldn't have the same like times or like like I wouldn't be that good at the events anymore which so I started stressing about that even more um and I gained a lot of weight it was all healthy weight because I was at the like a good weight that I wasn't before I was so little before um after that I just started dieting again (laughs) and it and it developed back which isn't the best but I I definitely think stress is is a huge factor yeah it it is all of these things like are probably rooted in some emotional like thing that we're lacking Mm -hmm. like emotional balance and emotional health um and overindulgence is self-sabotage again because like going back to the definition it keeps you from functioning normally and reaching your long-term goals because these things are like unhealthy especially you can see that with like overeating 
under eating or drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. So our, our next point that we talked about was the self-criticism and with that self-deprecating humor. Um, the way you talk about yourself matters. Uh, the need to publicly put yourself down for laughs is a defense mechanism to max your own mask your own insecurities a lot of times, but you aren't defending yourself by attacking yourself first. Um, I do this a lot. <laughs> um, it's same, 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 same. Um, but I, I pick out the little, the little flaws that other people probably don't even see but of course like i'm gonna pick those but you want it's like you wanting to be the first to acknowledge it so that it won't feel as bad when other people mm-hmm. like do yes. it or catch, then it won't catch you off guard if someone's like 100 percent, you know and this is me like <laughs> <laughs> this is me always saying i have i have a five head oh my gosh i have such an egg head like dang and i call it out like i bring it up so regularly and anna gets on me for it um it's because you're blonde you think you have a big forehead because you're blonde (laughs) it's not just that it really is a big forehead (laughs) but regardless regardless it doesn't just because i have one or not doesn't mean that i should use it like i should criticize myself for it this is something i can control why would why bother criticizing yourself for something that you have no control over and yeah yeah, making like humor as a defense mechanism Ooh. My worst Yo. enemy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I definitely. Let's I'd... talk about that. Why? Why is our generation like that? I couldn't tell you. I, I guess like what you said before, like um, we want to point it out before others do. That way, mm-hmm. that we won't be as hurt when other people say it. Because it's like, oh, I already acknowledge that. I know you don't have to tell me. Mm-hmm. And it's like so. It's like hurts so bad that you have to laugh over, about it. Otherwise, you'd cry. You're just like, you're like ah, hi. What are what are your thoughts on our generation and why they do that? Um, I think it's a common thing just because it makes us feel better about ourselves. Like mm-hmm. Anna said, to point it out before yeah. others even think it. Because sometimes others don't say it, but we're like, oh, they're thinking that I'm fat. They're thinking that I have a big forehead. So we just True. say it before they think it. Yeah, know. and and the humor aspect of it, like turning it into a joke, gives you like a false sense of confidence. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, if I can laugh about it then I'm not actually yeah. insecure about it. And then but when like, other people laugh about it, it gives you that confidence boost. Cause it like, gives you oh, that, and that's okay, why... They think I'm funny. Mm-hmm. No, I was going to say when other... <laughs> me talking about it and then other people acknowledging it, I'm like, why did you acknowledge it? Oh, I'm like, yeah. I already acknowledged it. Now you're making me actually feel bad because you agree. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, so, that so that's why it's... You're, yeah, you're not setting yourself up for, like, confidence or anything by this in any way um i also the next point is isolation so like when you begin to isolate yourself from friends and opportunities or you find yourself not wanting to leave your room or house when people invite you places or events um i think this for me i do this a lot and sarah's just calling me out because we're roommates and she knows that i do this um which isn't the best but i think that can also uh branch from like the lack of of confidence that I have because like um and like the fact that like I have an eating disorder and I am not happy with my body which also I am not promoting an eating disorder this is something that I struggle with and I'm speaking it out loud so that like I feel more comfortable like getting help from it because if I don't talk about it then it's going to be a worse problem but um isolation is something that I definitely need to work with work on and um 
having COVID last semester also really didn't help with this. Um, it actually pushed me to isolate myself more because I was so used to being forced to do it because I had COVID. So once that was done, I was just like, you know what, that's fine. Like I can continue to do it and just blame it on like COVID being a thing and being like, oh, I don't want to like be around that people. I don't want to blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sarah, did, yeah. you, did you struggle with this? A little bit. Um, but more so because I had COVID and struggled with it, I realized how bad that put my mental state mm-hmm. last semester and how depressed that made me. So I've been doing the opposite of trying to avoid that because I don't want that feeling of depression again. So I just try to be out as much as possible. Yeah. And not be in the room. So it's more of like an opposite thing. It's kind of funny how it works though. Yeah. We, she gets me out a lot more. She tells me to study outside sometimes. Which is good. I need to work on on doing that. But um, Anna, thoughts? Uh, isolation for me. To I don't know. Not everyone struggles would, with it. So if it's not something that you struggle yeah, with, like, yeah, yeah, I feel like fine. I I don't as much. Sometimes I feel like isolated though, despite having like friends and despite getting to see them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's more so depression than it is, like, actually being isolated. Because I'm not willingly, like, choosing to push others away, you know, or always spend yeah. time by myself. So, yeah, it's different for me. Yeah, I've also, I used to, so I used to get my energy from, from people. But, like, now I just, like, if I hang out with people for long periods of time, I just get so exhausted. Which I think is why I'm isolating myself more because I don't want to feel tired when I'm around mm-hmm. people because then I just get um ornery which kind of goes into our next and it's, point oh I'm sorry <laughs> no I was gonna say it's like you anticipating you yeah. anticipating like the the social fatigue that yeah. keeps you from doing it in the first place yeah which is like what a lot of these have in common mm-hmm. but so, yeah overworking let's talk about that yeah so that kind of it kind of goes into it because like me overworking like with friends like trying to make them happier stuff can also like lead to our next point which is overworking but um this can be like taking on like mad tasks to distract yourself from life or you have a back-to-back schedule with no breaks which also helps you distract yourself um I don't really struggle with this as much because I procrastinate a lot so (laughs) I don't do my work most of the time so I kind of try to do as little as work as possible so I can live life but um is this something that you guys struggle with yeah. Do you want to go, Sarah? Yeah. Go? No. <laughs> I think overworking is probably my biggest form of self-sabotage in that um, I think I like to take on so much because if I don't, I don't feel good enough about myself. Mm. So I feel like that goes back to perfectionism. Yeah. Yes. I just need to feel like no, a person. I think perfectionism and overworking go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Like, it really is a way to distract myself from emotional issues I have and other, like, areas of my life that I need to work on because I feel like if I'm always like taking on tasks and stuff there's like it reduces my likelihood of failing in life or Mm -hmm. whatnot I don't even know it's just like I like to feel good about myself and overworking is the way to do it yeah Yeah. but it it makes you so it like decreases the productivity of your work yeah no I definitely take shortcuts at all my work because of it Yes, no, exactly. That's the thing. I'm getting it done. I just take shortcuts no matter how busy my schedule is. And the thing is, like, you can't even even work wholeheartedly when you overwork. Like, you can't 
you can't put your whole effort into something when you're overworking yourself and you're over committing yourself to things yeah I get that yeah but something that I struggle with since I don't struggle with overworking is commitment issues because I'll take on some things and then I will be too scared to commit to those things like certain clubs certain jobs classes <laughs> um but this can also like go into uh relationships as well um when you're hesitant to commit to a relationship um or don't want to be intimate and red flag red flag we talked about this in our red flags and dtrs episode if you listen to that um but intimacy doesn't have to be um sex um it can be <laughs> like <No>. you <laughs> you not wanting to like even like hold hands or just like or be vulnerable be vulnerable like mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't have to be a physical a physical thing it can definitely be like your emotions um with another person and not wanting to open up which i definitely struggle with i don't talk about my feelings um and i understand there's there's many factors or reasons why you're hesitant to be intimate or commit um but for me i've been in a lot of toxic and like abusive relationships and situations so i don't want to put myself in that situation again so i i close myself off um but it comes a problem when i have the opportunity to be in a healthy relationship or do something good in my life um like if it's a job that'll be very beneficial to my career um but like i simply just don't want to do it like that's when it becomes a problem or the thought of being in a relationship is too overwhelming with for me or like the thought of future in general scares me so <laughs> that's why i'm so hesitant uh to commit but that's just me yeah again it's like the the blocking of ways you could actually ben- benefit yourself in the here and now is what makes it like self sabotage Mm-hmm. And you think that you're doing it to protect yourself, but you're also missing out on other opportunities. And it's it's unhealthy because you're perpetuating it, sort of. Like, yeah. Uh, anyway, we can move on to the final question or topic, unless Sarah has something she wants to add. Nope, we can talk about denial. <laughs> yes! <laughs> we can talk about denial, because um, we don't want this to be too long and, and bore you guys. But um, denying the fact that you are self-sabotaging yourself. We wanted to save this one for last, because like we can go through all of those things, and you can just think, oh, like that's just procrastination is normal. Wanting to have an assignment is perfect is is normal. Um, having classes and like having a job is normal. But like... When people come to you and tell you that these are a problem in your life and you have to make up excuses, being like, no, like, it's fine. But like, if other people are seeing that you are sabotaging yourself <laughs> from reaching goals or whatever, that's that's where it becomes a problem. And I definitely struggle with that a lot. <laughs> um, but I, I've come to I've come to the fact that like, to acknowledge the fact that some of these are self deprecating or self sabotaging. Um, but I definitely used to struggle with this a lot in high school where I didn't think that any of this was self-sabotaging. I just thought it was normal. Yeah. And it's hard to let go of any of these things. Mm -hmm. So we want to like find excuses for them. Like with overworking, it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. but like if I stop overworking, then I'm going to get in the habit of procrastinating or like Mm -hmm. not doing enough or slacking. But like, no, that's not the case. Like it doesn't have to be that way, you know? Yeah, and I feel like with overworking, 
because the benefit of it is you get so much done. So you're like, I'm making money. I'm taking this many classes. I'm doing good. So you're like, oh, like, look, it's good. And then people are like, Sarah, no, you're not doing good. I'm like, no, I am. Like, look at all this money I have and grades. Yeah, <laughs> so- yeah no, for real. For real. Uh, yeah. No, working, like, working is not the highlight of life. Like, you're letting yeah. other things pass you by by overworking and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. And And we're not saying that if you have one of these things, you're self-sabotaging yourself and you're depressed or or whatever but um like if you procrastinate a little bit like that is that is fine if you have a job (laughs) more than one job that is fine if you're taking 20 credit credit hours that is fine but it becomes a problem when it's affecting your health your mental health your physical health emotional any of those things that's when it becomes a problem and if you're not sure if you struggle with these again like look at the resources um that we have um but yeah so that's the end of this week's episode unless honor and sarah you have anything to add All right, so be sure to tune in next week on Anchor, SoundCloud, or anything that makes noise, and join us next week. Um, I'm not going to tell you what we're going to talk about because it's going to be a little bit of a surprise. It'll be a little surprise. bit of a up. So um, be sure to come next week so you can um, find out what we're going to be talking about. Yeah.